Welcome to the Creative Empire Podcast. Each week, Raina Pomeroy, the life and biz success coach, and Christina Scalera, the attorney for creatives, are taking you up close and personal with successful influencers in the creative community and tackling your biggest business hurdles. Their mission is to help you, creative entrepreneurs, think beyond your daily biz so you can make the brave decisions that build your creative empire. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Creative Empire Podcast. It's just me and Christina here today. We are jamming all about five habits of growing a successful business. It's actually 10 because each of us have five. So I hope you guys are excited. Um, my perspective is like the mom perspective, and Christina's perspective is all about the success habits of traveling and maintaining a really successful business. So Christina, let's ask, I'm going to ask you about yours first. Tell us about your first habit of growing your successful business. Yeah. Well, as you guys may or may not know, I live between Atlanta, Georgia and uh, the mountains of Colorado. So somewhere near Breckenridge, if you guys have maybe taken a little trip up here with your families, a lot of people go to Breckenridge. So I also, we use it as our home home base for Western trips. And what I mean by that is like, we're going to New Mexico next week. So we'll be in Santa Fe and Albuquerque. We go to Jackson Hole a lot. That's probably where I really want to end up living, spoiler alert. Um, and we'll go to Moab a lot. Moab is just this beautiful place. If you have not been, you have to go. Um, where else do we go? We went to parks. We go to Park City every winter. And basically, we have like, we are the camping machine. We've outfitted our Toyota Tundra with a full size bed, and underneath it, we have drawers. So we can literally, and we have pulled over on the side of the road and slept when a campground was full, like in West Yellowstone we we uh it was like 30 miles to the nearest campground and like if any of you have driven in that area you know that 30 miles at night with like open range cattle everywhere elk deer bear grizzlies like it's not the most fun drive so you don't want to go like too far so we literally pulled into a parking lot and slept there and um it was kind of like it wasn't like shady like it was fine it's west yellowstone there's nothing going on it's just like a tiny tourist town but it was really funny because we woke up in the morning and there was like five other vehicles doing the same exact thing that we were in this like random parking lot so Anyway, that's my life, if you're wondering. Um, I also speak a lot. And so I have two more speaking engagements this year. I just came back from one in Iowa. Um, so I'm like all over the place all the time, I feel like. And I also have family in Dallas and New Jersey. And so I'm like flying back and forth to see them. So it's like all these trips happening all the time. Um, I probably go somewhere at least two or three times, maybe even four to five times a month. So I'm traveling a lot. And so here is what I have kind of boiled down for you guys if you find yourself on the go a lot and you are just driving yourself crazy and you want a better lifestyle. So or if you're just interested in how Christina does this because it's pretty yeah. impressive. So it's cool to well, be able to see it. Thank you. I Okay, so first off, less is definitely more. And the reason why I resisted this for so long is just cuz it takes a long time. So I remember I went on a trip with one of my friends, Ashley Kelly. She's got the Modern Calligraphy Summit. And I showed up and I, I mean, it was, we were going skiing. So I brought my ski stuff. Oh my gosh, what a disaster. It was like, she had this cute little tiny weekender bag and I had like three suitcases and it was such a pain in the butt to haul around. And, you know, it was just, kind, she was just kind of like, whoa, you're high maintenance. So like I went from that last winter to now like, I travel with literally a carry-on that can fit underneath the seat in front of me if I'm not on Frontier or Spirit. If I'm on like a 737 like Southwest, 
um, and usually like a backpack. And so what I do to pack is it take, it does take a little bit longer than just like throwing everything you own into a suitcase, which used to be how I packed. Um, but it actually, it is so much less hassle for the next few days while you're traveling. So what I've done is I went to Ulta and I got this fantastic, um, like, makeup bag kit and it's the one that comes with all the clear bottles so there's like a clear side and it comes with all these clear bottles that you can fill up and then there's like two two sides to it when you open up the inside so if you go to Ulta you'll probably see what I'm talking about it's the best thing I've ever bought as far as travel goes and it it fits perfectly into the front compartment of my suitcase so in that I have literally all of my beauty. I have all my makeup, all my makeup brushes, all of my shampoo, conditioner, dry shampoo, hairspray, toothbrushes, night guard, like every hair stuff, um, everything fits in there. It's great. And I don't feel like I'm lacking for anything during these trips. So it can last me about, I would say like, if I really wanted to stretch all the stuff that's in there, I could go on like a two or three weeks trip. Um, Comfortably though, like about a week and a half, it would last. So I would suggest in investing in something like that. And then packing cubes are a game changer. If you have no idea what I'm talking about. Packing cubes. <laughs> yeah, go to REI, which if if we ever have a wedding, that's where I'm going to be registered is just REI because I, I literally live there. Um, <laughs> and, you know, they sell uh, – the brand that I recommend is called eBags, and you can also get them on Amazon. Um, like Target and stuff like that, they sell them too, but those will rip on you. They're not great quality. They only have one zipper, which I know sounds stupid, but sometimes you're, you're packing cubes is like really shoved in there and like you've got to open it and it, to have two zippers makes a world of difference. Um, so on my trip in this little bag that fits in the seat in front of me for camp climb, um, what I was able to bring was that makeup kit that I'm talking about. Um, one pack, actually two packing cubes. I had a, a really small one that just kind of had my socks and underwear. Uh, and then I have like little bralettes. I don't, I don't really wear like underwire bras. So that, that takes up less space. And then another packing cube. And I brought two dresses and one, um, one, what do you call it? Romper. And then I was wearing like workout clothes. Um, so I also was able to fit a sleeping bag and like a real sleeping bag, not like, you know, some like weird one-off, like this is a real one from REI. So maybe it was a little smaller than what you would find at Target and a pillow. So I fit all of that in something that can fit under the seat in front of me. Um, And then with me, I also had my backpack and that had um, like spoiler alert. If you want, you can go to Target and you can get like these really cute kind of like bucket looking totes. They're like square shaped. And so I will slip that square shaped bucket looking tote into my backpack. So now I have a backpack and a purse and then it doesn't really take up that much room in my backpack. So I can fit anything else in there that I need to just like I would a normal backpack. So it had my laptop, it had my iPad, it had um, my Kindle, it had my my notebooks because I, I cannot travel without notebooks and a pen. It was awesome. It had everything I needed and then some extra room, which came in handy because I bought a sweatshirt at Camp Climb and you know put it in there. Or I had a raincoat too, so all of that fit in the backpack. It, it like it wasn't like this stuff was stuffed to the brim either. Like this fit comfortably. Uh, the suitcase was a little tight, but it wasn't like crazy. So I think like all in that probably took me a couple hours to pack for that trip. And it's only cause I'm actually kind of new to like not throwing everything into the suitcase. So I think it just, it takes some time to figure out what works for you. Oh, and I didn't even end up wearing one of the dresses. How great was that? Like I actually still pack too much. Um, so I think it, it works really well if you can tolerate, um, like these smaller 
container sizes and not check a bag. Um, if you want to be a little less maintenance and then also just feel more free as you're traveling because it was like super easy to breeze through the airport with just those two little things, the backpack yeah. and the suitcase. I think this actually parlays into your second one, right? So less is more. And then what's your second one? Yeah. So one thing I had to learn, I've been mentioning her a lot lately, but we just talk every day. So Becca Cordes from the Happy Ever Crafter, she did a six month trip and she literally had like I don't even think it was one of those like back like camping backpacks. I think it was just like slightly bigger than a normal backpack. So she did that and that was all she had with her is that backpack, which is kind of crazy. And I asked her, I'm like, Becca, how did you do that? Like, what did you do about clothes? You work out like you're an active girl. She just said that she had to get used to dirty clothes. And for me personally, I am not cool with dirty clothes. (laughs) Like I'm kind of OCD. Um, I'm really weird about socks. I love socks. And I also like am weird. Like if the socks have been walking around on the floor, like I won't wear them into bed. I don't know. I told you guys I have OCD. So um, what I do is I bring laundry pods with me, but you want to make sure that you get the powder ones, not the liquid ones, because the liquid ones can burst or get punctured. Um, If the powder ones do, it's still kind of messy, but you know, they're just contained in that Ziploc bag and they're not like leaking all over your, your stuff. So I really like the seventh generation ones. And what I, what I do is I either take that or if I want to pack even lighter, I just take some of my shampoo or like whatever hotel shampoo there is. And I will, um, I will just wash my stuff in either like a Tupperware container if it's an Airbnb um, or a hotel in the sink. And it's like if you've ever watched a, a, a wash cycle on a laundry machine, a washing machine, um, all it does is it fills up with water, the soap goes in, it swishes it all around, you drain it, and then you fill it back up with water, swish it around to get the soap out, and you're done. So I'm just recreating that, but on a smaller scale. Um, so, you know, usually it's not like my dresses and my rompers that I'm doing this with because I don't really have to wash those. It's usually like my my yoga pants and like my sports bra or like anything that I'm wearing because I'm working out while I'm on the road. Um, so typically I'm I'm usually wearing the, the biggest stuff. So I'm wearing my yoga pants, um, my t-shirt, my sweatshirt, and my sneakers because those are the biggest things. And then in my bag, I, I have like an extra pair of cuter shoes that I, I just have to be a little versatile about. Um, like sometimes they look kind of funky because they're like the, the Rothy's looking slip-ons that I got from Target. And, um, you know, they, they looked a little bit weird. I'm not going to lie with like some of the outfits I had, but like nobody noticed and nobody cared. So, um, you know, like wearing a bath bathing suit with like these more like kind of cute formal dress shoes was a little weird, but nobody cared. I just looked like I was kind of stylish. So that's what I would say is if you, if, if dirty clothes are not a okay with you, um, make sure that you are just washing them with, with the soap that you have. So the third one that I have is I want you guys to double and triple check the schedule. So I always do this, like no matter how advanced of a traveler I consider myself, I'm always double and triple checking the tickets that I'm purchasing because it is so easy to be tired and to book a flight originating from the destination that you are trying to go to or like... If you like, if I'm in Denver and I'm trying to fr- fly to Atlanta, you just see like, you know, DEN and ATL, those are the airport codes, and you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, good. But like, you really need to check that to make sure that you're not booking a flight. You know, you're located in Denver and you're booking a flight from Atlanta to Denver and then back again because you are going to have to pay for that. <laughs> so just make flights, sure that you don't do that. Flights are the worst. Booking flights is just like my least favorite thing about traveling. Literally my least favorite thing. Do you get That's travel so insurance? funny. 
I never get travel insurance unless I'm going out of the country. Because yeah, when you go, so small tip, if you go out of the country, your health insurance, if you have health insurance, um, if you're, I don't know, like those Christian share programs, I don't know what happens with those, but you're not covered. Like if you go to Europe or, and you get sick, like you're paying out of pocket and your insurance provider probably isn't reimbursing you. So just FYI, you can do it. It's like $15 for, you know, a two week trip. I got it when I went to Canada and it was like super inexpensive. Um, so I always get travel insurance when I'm, I'm going out of the country for that reason. But anyway, so back to number three, double, triple check those schedules and just make sure that like the other mistake that I've almost made, I've, I've actually never done that, like where I booked the flight to the wrong place, but I know people who have. And then the other thing is like, make sure that you're not leaving on, because oftentimes these airlines have the same exact schedule Monday through Friday and then Saturday and Sunday. Um, So if you're leaving on like a Monday, the schedule looks exactly the same as their Tuesday schedule. And so make sure you're booking it for the correct day, which I know sounds super obvious and duh, but it's one of those things that I guarantee like every single person is going to do at least once in their life where they're like, Oh, I thought I was leaving on Tuesday, but it's actually Monday. Um, well, that's great. Cause I have, you know, an event I needed to be at and now I can't be there. So just make sure you're double and triple checking that. And then, you know, honestly, I, I don't buy insurance right now, but I do like booking. Um, so a lot of times, airlines have these like super discount fare classes and they're non-refundable, non-exchangeable, like <laughs> just basically a big middle finger. Like you booked it, you paid for it. All that money is lost. Um, Cause even if you get travel insurance, it doesn't cover like, even if you get the best possible travel insurance policy, which the airlines are not offering you at checkout, FYI, um, you have to buy it offsite. And even if you do that, you only get to recover like 75% of your trip value. And there's a lot of stipulations with that. So, um, like I just recently surprised Joe with a trip to our favorite island in the Bahamas. Uh, it's called the Luthra. He's going to kill me for telling you guys about it because he feels like it's like the secret. But um, I didn't know like if he would be able to go or not. And I wanted to be a surprise for his birthday. So what I did was I bought travel insurance that had like a no questions ask. We will refund uh, what you've paid for for this trip so far. But I had to book it within, I think it was like 14 days of the first thing that I booked for that trip. Um, and then if I have to cancel, you know, if there's a hurricane or anything, uh, I think I got a hundred percent back, but if I have to cancel because, you know, something comes up, which I mean, who knows, we both have families that have like health crises and things like that. Um, so if we end up having to cancel, we'll at least get 75% of the value back. So we'll be out 25% plus the the cost for the travel insurance that I bought. So I hope that makes sense to you guys. I just, I, I know I don't want to go like too off topic and like get outside the scope of this conversation, but I think it's, it's just some cool stuff that I've, I've found out along the way through experience. Um, so we can move on to number four, cause I don't want to take up all of the episode. <laughs> okay. So number four. I was telling Raina, I think this is the biggest accomplishment of my adult life is I have learned to bring food everywhere I go, everywhere. So I I always have a supply of protein bars. And my favorites are the ones from Bulletproof um, and these like cookies that Quest makes that I buy at Target. So I usually always have those with me uh, and I try to always have water with me as well. And the reason for that is because you never know when you're going to get held up at an airport late at night and everything is closed and you are starving and you have a migraine. So I try to bring food and I try to bring at least a tiny bit of medicine with me, you know, like Excedrin um, or for our Canadian friends, I don't know what you bring because Excedrin isn't legal there, but um, you know, like just some uh, Dayquil, NyQuil, just in case, you know, I'm, I'm at something. Um, and I was actually, I mean, you're, you're friends with Danny Fountain. You wrote a book with her. 
I was with her at Camp Climb and she was a lifesaver because she does all these speaking gigs and she brought uh, like hookup cords with her. So she had a USB cord that we needed for the TV um, when the camp just like we ran out of USB cords. So that was really cool. And I, I think that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add that. Um, so food and maybe cords if, if you're going to be doing some kind of speaking engagement. Um, so yeah, ju- just please bring food. I know it's a pain in the butt. It it's it's kind of like where am I going to fit this on top of everything else? Do I really need this? You know, this this how old is this bar that's been sitting in my I backpack mean, forever? To the but moms, they know. They- I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but for for those of us who like are are recently good at adulting, um, this is a revelation that will change your life. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so what's the last well, one? You have one more, right? I I have one more, but then I thought of like a sixth one, so I'll go really quickly. Okay. So the fifth one is I have, and it's guys, please know this: it has broken my stationary loving heart. But I've had to digitize everything. So instead of bringing digital planners, I I still. Like I said, I still bring a notebook and I still bring a, a paper planner and, a, and some pens with me. I can't get over it. But I, instead of bringing like the stack of books I used to lug around with me because I just like couldn't break up with with like all of my notebooks and everything. Um, well, I finally have broken up with them. And so now everything is in my phone. It's in Google Drive. It's in my laptop. Um, and it, it actually is a lot more freeing and it is really nice to be able to access those things from anywhere. So, you know, if, if I'm planning out a launch or if I'm, I'm planning out a new product, uh, I will usually write it down on paper and then I'll immediately like take a photo and upload it to somewhere so that if I'm traveling and that paper gets lost or, um, you know, I just need to be able, I'm doing it the night before I have to leave for a trip. Now I have access to that, that document on the airplane or whatever. So, uh, yeah, actually I have, I have two quick little bonuses. So first bonus, I love the American express platinum card and I, I, you guys should go to the shop.com forward slash resources. I never plug stuff, but I'm going to plug this hard because this thing is amazing. It pays for my global entry, which is due every five years. So they pay for that every five years uh, for international travel. It pays for my TSA pre-check every five years, which is how often you have to renew it. It, pay- it gives me $200 a year in airline credit. So, um, you know, I use that with Southwest because a lot of times I want a better boarding position and you have to pay for that. So I just use that and I I don't even have to actually pay for it because American Express is paying for it. Um, When I've traveled to foreign countries, there is no foreign fee. So I am not paying any exchange rate. It's awesome. I also use it to pay uh, my foreign contractors (laughs) so that I'm not paying an extra like 3% or whatever it is on top of their salary uh, or their, if their contractors, their, their wage. So uh, and the other thing is it gets you into any Delta or Priority Plus lounge, which I found almost every airport has something like this. You just need your which ticket. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. And so I can't even tell you how many times I've been starving. And I don't I don't really like um I don't really like a lot of the airport food options. So I can go in like in San Francisco, I can go into the Centurion Lounge and get a five-star, like whatever it is, like Michelin-rated chef meal uh, for free with my because I have the platinum card. So I think it's like a five fifty. It's a five hundred fifty dollar a year annual fee. But yeah, go to thecontractshop.com forward slash resources and you'll get like a bunch of stuff. I think there's like extra miles and stuff like that 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 I have available because it's an affiliate link. Um, oh, and then the other th- last thing, sorry, last thing about this is one time. This is like my favorite part about this card. Um, 
one time I was, I went to Vegas and it was for my friend's bachelorette party. <laughs> and during this thing, um, it like, she, ugh, she booked this like horrible hotel and I was like, screw this. So I stayed at the Bellagio for $128. That included breakfast for two. So I just had a giant breakfast. It included a $100 hotel credit. So I basically just like got a bunch of food or like went to the spa. I don't remember and had to pay like 40 bucks on top of whatever it was, you know, for, for my spa treatment or something. And, uh, it also let me check in at noon, which was great because my flight got in early that day and I was exhausted. And then it let me check out at four the next day. So I didn't have to like stress about what am I going to do with all this stuff that I have from like 10 o'clock to three o'clock today when all the other girls show up. So, I mean, that's only because I have the platinum card. Oh, and I had breakfast for free the other day at Hilton because you get gold honors. Okay. So I'm going to stop talking about the platinum card now. I just, I love it so much. I think it's such a great investment for me um, and anybody that travels a lot. And then finally, the last little bonus, um, I had somebody ask me on Instagram the other day, like, what do you do? Because you are everywhere all the time. Like, doesn't that drive you crazy that you don't have a routine? And the truth of the matter is I do have a routine, but it's more, it looks more like a morning and an evening ritual. And then like everything in between is in flux. So I think that's been helpful for somebody like me who actually really does crave routine um, to just create those little tiny miniature routines. Okay, so let's get to you because this is taking forever, Reyna. I'm sorry. I hope that was helpful for you guys. Do you have any questions before we move on, Reyna? I think people are going to love this. I mean, okay. the fact that you have a credit card you prefer, I have one too. So I think it's kind of fun. Um, okay. So mine are more mom focused. And even if you're not a mom, I hope that some of these might actually resonate for you because I think we kind of get into this funk of, oh, I have to do it a particular way. So my first one is that my morning routine, as everyone says, is important, et cetera, et cetera. Mine actually doesn't start till about 9.15. So it doesn't happen until I get home from drop-off. So I'm the one that picks up and drops off my son every day at preschool. And so I can't do the whole like doing the meditation thing and drinking my coffee in peace and silence. I tried it. I tried getting up at 5. I tried getting up at like 5.30 or 6. My son wakes up earlier and earlier and earlier every time I try it. So I've given up. I just wake up when we wake up and we get ready for the day and and then as soon as he gets home, I'm sorry, as soon as I drop him off and I get home, I start my morning routine. So to me, it's not about like, oh, what is your morning routine, Raina? It's like whatever I want to do that day, it's usually some kind of reflection or journaling. I have my candle on and then I either stretch or do some kind of movement thing and take my walk. So that's about it. Like it's not very complicated. It's not this crazy thing. I just need to clear my head before I start anything. And then I know my tasks for the day because number two is my Sunday kind of recollection day. So I call it the recoup day. It's just the day that kind of allows me to take a look at what, what we have at home, especially about like meal prep and stuff like that. I do all of that on Sunday. And then any errands we have to run, I do that day. And then in the afternoon on Sundays, I'm usually running a couple loads of laundry. And at the same time, I'm looking at my schedule for the next week. So if that's it, if that includes travel, or if it includes me having to prep a special meal, or you know, something's coming up, or it's just a plain or no a plain old normal week, I know exactly what's coming up and you know what calls are happening, what important things I need to be prepping in the next two weeks. So I kind of look at the the general two week 
calendar. And then I take everything that's on my Google calendar that are appointments and put them on my paper calendar. And then I figure out what are the priorities that are tasks that need to get done um, in the next couple weeks. So I put those down on my paper calendar, which I, I am using the She Plans planner. And some people might be like, why do you have Google Calendar and uh, a paper planner? For me, the Google Calendar is just for a visual. It's good to have. It's good for reference. It's good to have for my team, all of that. But the paper calendar for me is more about like writing it out. I'm a visual and kinesthetic learner. Oh, so visual- can't you just like remember it? Isn't it awesome when you're like, I have that oh, thing on Tuesday. You can't? I can't. So like, I have to write it down in order to be like, oh, well, I don't that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. once you write it down, like you're like, I have something today. I don't know what it is, but I know I need to be somewhere at 10. And yep. like, it's so crazy because you remember it. Yep, exactly. So like, I know that there's something when I look at my calendar, but then when I write it down, it's like, I know exactly what's happening. So it's just one of those practices that I have learned for myself. This is actually like something that I started doing in college. Um, and using a paper planner has been a, a, a system that I've had in my life for a really long time. And I feel like recently being in this industry, I'm like so lucky. We are so lucky to have so many options for planners. And sometimes that's a little bit crazy, but you guys should check out um, Megan Seeley if you guys want your perfect planner because she has a planner matchmaking service. Anyway, kind of a tangent, but I just wanted to mention that. And then the third thing I do, oh, let me just parlay that into meal prep. So I like to use the plan to eat app. Um, I think I have a coupon code for that. So we'll put that in the show notes. But but basically, I use, it's like a $30 a year thing. And I learned it from a whole bunch of people who actually told me about it on Insta Stories when I was like, here's my uh, meal prep routine. What do you guys do? So basically, you can take any recipe that's online, drag it into this app. It's a desktop site and also an app. And so if you're anything like me and you've written the list, you forgot it at home and you have no idea what to buy now you will never do that again because you're never going to forget your phone and it's always in your app and you can check off what store they're, you know, being purchased from or whatever. So it basically takes all the recipes that you that you want to create for this week, you drag it in, you choose the date that it's going in and then it basically populates a shopping list for you. It's magical. I could not recommend it enough. Um so that's what I do for meal prep and then let's see. Number 3 is Wait, I, I have a question about meal yeah. preps. Yeah, go for it. Do you find that like how how do you how do you get it all ready? Um, so typically I will like chop the veggies or like pack up the meat. Um, typically I buy my meat in bulk, um, or like just whatever quantity is available that day at the store that looks fresh or whatever. And like, I'll like package it up or I'll put it in the marinade, um, and then either freeze it or put it in the fridge. Um, and then like if it's a veggie that I know will go bad or I'll wash the fruits and kind of put it in the vinegar. So with strawberries and blueberries, I wash it and, uh, and like any kind of grape, I guess, um, I'll put it in a little bit of vinegar so that they don't kind of wilt in the fridge and then they're ready to eat. It's like, as soon as they go in the fridge, they have to be at least relatively ready to eat. Um, or else you're just, it's going to go to waste. So that's what I try to do. Gracias. I have a client actually, and she, she has this whole, um, so she has a company called the family freezer and Kelly McNellis. And she lets you like, she gives you like a recipe and a shopping list and then you chop Mm -hmm. it all up and put it in a bag. And then like, you just dump it into the, you freeze it and then dump it into a crock pot. I thought that was so genius. Yeah. Like the meal prep stuff. I love that. And I think her meals aren't like squishy, which is what I like. (laughs) I like that too. Yeah. They're like real meals. They're not like, you know, just like beef soup. I don't know what crockpot meals or 
gross because I don't eat gross cocktails anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, I like using the Instapot. Um, I think it's called the Instant Pop, but I call it the Instapot. Um, but anyway, I use it for all kinds of stuff, especially when I'm on the go and I need to get it ready quick. Um, it allows me to do all of that and it's still really yummy. So um, I try to keep it as simple as I can. It's usually like a 30 minute or less kind of situation. Sometimes it's a little bit more elaborate if my husband's picking up my son, which is kind of kind of nice. I do find the chopping and like peeling of vegetables super meditative. It's so weird, but I love it. Oh, you're making me like crave something other than like pizza. Joe's been out of town. So it's literally just been like, I made a pizza at the beginning of the week. And that's what I've been living (laughs) off of. Yeah. I love making minestrone. It has like, you know, 12 vegetables or whatever. And it's kind of annoying to make, but you can make it in a big batch and freeze it. So that's one of the things that I love, love, love making. So if you have time, but Yeah. So number three is having three separate buckets, three separate squares for your life. So what I mean by that is your identity should be broken out in at least three ways. So your work hat, your solo hat, and then your life hat um, or bucket. And so the work one is obviously your business or your career path, whatever it is that you do for a living. And if you're a solo, if you're a parent and that's your, your hat, that's totally fine. And then the solo hat is all about your, like your solo priorities. So like, what does Raina want to do? What does Raina want to learn about? What does Raina want to do to improve her health? All the stuff that like you have to do in order to pursue, you know, more fulfillment, more, um, I don't know, perfection in your life. We're not going for perfection, but you know what I mean? Like improvement in your life. Um, and then the last bucket is about your, your life, your family life, your friends, um, your environment, all of that stuff. So having those three buckets for me allows me to not prioritize, um, my family always over myself because that's what I have a habit of doing. I also have a tendency to prioritize my business over myself. And so it allows me to see, okay, here's where I am needing to spend a little bit more time. Here's where I need to spend a little bit more um, effort because you know what they say about putting your mask on first. You have to take care of yourself Oh, you know, before you can take care of anyone else. And as women, we do tend to have a, a tendency to take care of everything else, everyone else before we take care of ourselves. Yeah. It's just a reminder. I know. I have a quick little point about that. I don't have any kind of empirical evidence, but anecdotally, I have seen so many women who have been stressed to the max and they take time for themselves. And these are women that are struggling with fertility and they get Mm -hmm. pregnant. It's crazy because like nothing changes. They just relax and they they take stuff off their plate or they give themselves these poolside days or like whatever it is, they hire someone and outsource one task. And it's amazing. Um, I don't think this is going to happen for everybody. So it's not like a catch all, but it is really interesting how just that little bit of space opens up possibilities for other things in your life. Yeah, I, I totally would agree with that. My friend Parajat, she wrote a book about prenatal stuff and um, she talks about stress a lot. And I, I do believe that that oh makes Oh my gosh, sense. we have to link to that in the show notes. Yeah, she's awesome. She's a, She's got a great book. So if you have any like pregnancy stuff or preemie stuff, she is an expert on that. And she has a cool podcast too called Delivery Miracles. Um, okay, so... That is something that I am super passionate about. And I just came back from a weekend with Hey Sweet Pea, Elise and Scott Grice. And one of the things that kept coming up over and over again was this concept of 
in order for you to be a CEO, you actually have to take time off. In order for you to be the most fulfilled version of yourself and doing the best work possible, you have to be relaxing and not hustling. Um, I just thought that was really interesting. I wanted to read a quote for you that I'm really loving. So this is a uh, quote by Daniel Pink, who wrote the book, um, about time. And I think it just came out. But the quote is one of the things that I've discovered, and in fact, changed my own behavior on is what my view always was amateurs take breaks, professionals don't. And it's the exact opposite. Professionals take breaks, amateurs don't. Breaks are part of the performance. They're not a deviation from performance. I was like, wow, that is profound. And so I want to be a professional. I want to take breaks. I want to learn to lean into that uh, anxiety provoking space for me, like creating space for myself feels like anxiety. And so reading that really hit home for me and like professionals take breaks. It's part of our performance. So I hope that that encourages you to create some white space in your calendar for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. There's so many, I mean, ugh, we could talk about that forever. Yeah. But that could be its own episode, right? I know. So, okay. So what are we on now? Four? Yeah. yeah number four is actually the, the concept of sitting by the pool. So I was telling Christina right before we um, hit record is that I try to spend at least one hour a week, sometimes a lot more, sometimes it's not as great, but I, at least my standard is one hour a week um, sitting by the pool. We have a pool in our neighborhood and it's beautiful and it there's usually nobody around the pool during the day because they're at school they're at work. Um, so I'm usually the only one hanging out. And so I'm listening to an audiobook or reading an actual physical book or journaling. That's usually my favorite. Um, sometimes I bring my coloring book out with me and color. I'm not a very good colorer, but I like to do it anyway. So <laughs> that's something that I do. Um, and it just brings me to like a really quiet place in my head and just kind of quiets down everything. And it also brings up a lot of like clarity for me. Um, if I'm kind of mulling something over or I just need to like remember something or just think through something, that's the opportunity that I have to let it happen. You know, like those moments when you're in the shower or you're driving, you kind of let your mind wander and you get the best ideas. That's kind of what the pool does for me. I love driving. I will drive yeah. any of you anywhere. I love to drive. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that about you. That's really funny. Um, and then my last one is reading on the go. So it's not necessarily like a success habit, like I have to read a business book all the time, but it's feeding the other parts of my brain. It's I, I read a mix of fiction, nonfiction, and business books, and I love Audible. Um, and if you guys haven't tried Audible, we will put a show note um, to the link so you can guys can get a free book or something. But it's one of those things that I have, I've, I'm on book 89 as of this week. And Christina, I know you're an avid audible person too. And it's just so easy to be able to read on the go and you can listen to podcasts for sure, but there's something about listening to a story and kind of letting your brain wander into that space. It's just really magical. Um, before the Crazy Rich Asians movies came out, actually, the first person who told me about those books was actually Christina. So that's a thank you to that. But I've read all the books and I'm rereading the second and third one right now. And it's just fun to be able to go to a different world than your own. Um, and so I think it just makes me a more creative human being when I'm listening to non-businessy types of books. I agree. It's definitely a challenge to find them. I found with fiction, I'm like usually sorely disappointed, but every once in a while I'll be like, <gasps> so yeah, Crazy Rich Asians is like a must read for anyone. Go go read it before you see it. I still haven't seen it. but um, I agree. 
it's a 13 hour book and it's only two hours in the movie. There's just no way they can cover everything. Yeah. And I think I've told you guys this, but like his editor was like, you have to make this more like real. This, no one's going to believe this is actually happening. He's like, but that actually like, Mm -hmm. so yeah, anyway. Um, But yeah, no, I get it. Like I get physically angry when I'm like trying to read something and they don't have an audible version. I, I just can't stand it because I'm like, well, now I'm not going to read it. And I really want this information. <laughs> um, but I know if I buy it, it's just going to sit in my Kindle, like, or I'll get through three pages before it falls in my face and hits me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, that's awesome. I love that, that you're able to do that. So any, any like last minute bonuses or like any books that you recommend that people load up onto their, their Audible account? So, I mean, there's so many that I like. So Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes is one of my favorite ones. I love um, kind of, what are they called? It's not a biopic because it's not there. It's not a motion picture, but it's a book that's been written by Shonda Rhimes, read by Shonda Rhimes, and you get to like kind of hear her inflection. Um, so I love kind of like these celebrity books. I absolutely adore them. I loved Amy Schumer's. I loved Anna Kendrick's. My favorite one so far has been Trevor Noah's Born a Crime. You have to listen to this one. It is magnificently written. He's hysterical and he sings throughout it and his different, um, the different languages that he speaks is just so dang seamless. And it's just a magnificent book. So I would definitely recommend that. And I read it like maybe twice a year. Um, so I would just recommend like all of the, those books. I really liked Tiffany Haddish. She's hysterical too. So just really cool stories about people that you see in like mainstream culture who have like really incredible lives. So if you guys, really if you guys want to laugh, I think one of the best memoirs I've ever read is, uh, we are never hanging out in real life. Oh yes. I think it's some Sam shoot. I can't remember her last name, but it's Sam something. Um, that book. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But yeah, I'm going to have to check out your suggestions too. I have not, I didn't actually get to hear her read it. That would be even better. Um, I've noticed that a lot of audible authors like to throw in bonus content. Which like yes. Gary Vaynerchuk or Mike Michalowicz, if you buy either. Mike Michalowicz, definitely. Yes, like it's so good. And Mike does the voices and stuff. Like when he does like, you know, it's like ridiculous. old women so or like, you yeah. know, young, young, like husky men who like make the voice match or at least try. Yeah. And it's so funny. Yep. I love it. I and you get the business and then I need a system. And it's just so funny. <laughs> Yep, I agree. I'm like so bad though because every time I buy I buy the Audible version on a on on Audible obviously, if it's good, then I'll buy the physical version to like mark up and write in once again kinesthetic learner, right? Like I need to read it, I need to hear it and then I need to actually see it and write in it. So, I'm a little bit weird that way and I also to to go back to your first point which is less is more, I'm not practicing that because I feel like I do the double double dip version. <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, like, I almost feel like with books, I'm just not the kind of person that can, like, pick one up and put one down. I like to Mm -hmm. have that variety because, like, some nights I'm in a really funky, depressed mood and I just want something hilarious. I don't want to read about, Mm -hmm. like, funnels. Um, Oh, yeah. But then, like, usually when I wake up in the middle of the night, it's with some kind of crazy idea. So I'll read some kind of business book at, like, 3 a.m. I'm weird. I don't know. Maybe it'll put you to sleep if you do that. I don't know. It, I think it like soothes me in some way, which is mm-hmm. that's maybe I need to talk to my therapist. I don't know. But um, <laughs> um, these are all so great, Raina. Thanks for sharing the mom life and how you cultivate habits as a working mother who works for herself, no less. Like you guys are superheroes out there that are doing that like you. 
Anything else or should we wrap this baby up? I feel like we should wrap this up. And I think the biggest thing that I want people to take away is that you're going to find your own cadence in terms of successful habits. Um, And developing these habits is not necessarily about like reading a book or like listening to podcasts and being like, oh, well, Rain and Christina do this, so I have to do it too. Well, that might work for you. You know, like sometimes I need options. So like I like it when I hear options and I'm like, oh, this is something that I would love to adopt. But don't feel like you have to force yourself into a hole or like they do this. So I have to do this too kind of thing. And like have that rigidity in your life. No one needs that. Like find your own cadence. Find your, your own, own Kato Kato is Kato. Kato's the name of Kato. Yep. So yeah. yeah, it's just find your own thing and like stick to it. Like find, find out if it's actually going to be your thing. So that's my two. Love it. Thanks for sharing. And I hope all of you go out there, you find your own habits, like Raina said. Totally. And let us know what yours are. Yeah. Like, tell us what you guys are doing. And like, maybe we'll, we would like to pick up, pick up some of yours. Go comment on our Instagram posts. That's probably the best place or in the show notes. Yeah. Um, if you grab, if you can't remember, just go to our, our website, creativeempire.co and you can head to the show notes and make some comments there because we actually do look at those and read those. Uh, so that is just super thrilling when we get comments and uh, feedback from you guys. So this is not an empty ask. Don't expect other people to do it for you. We are asking you if you are hearing this right now to do that. So get out there, go build your habits, go build your creative empire. Are you ready to build your own empire? For more information, show notes, downloads, and tips on how to do it, head to www.creativeempire.co, where you can find out more about this week's episode and the two lovely ladies behind it all, encouraging you to build your own creative empire. If you enjoyed this week's show, it would mean so much to Raina and Christina if you could take two minutes to go to iTunes and leave a review. It's a little thing that makes a big difference for the show. 